welcome to the podcast series Behind the Screens. In this series, we invite you into the offices and onto the trading floors at energy trading company Danske Commodities to give you an inside look into the world of energy trading. Today, we're going to zoom in on one of the biggest topics in 2020, the COVID-19 virus. We'll look at how the virus has affected the energy markets and how it has affected life on the trading floors. Your host is Jens Østergaard, and to give you the full story on the impact of the COVID-19 virus on the world of energy trading, I have invited our head of people and culture, Marie-Louise Brebøl Christensen. Previously, I mean, the safety among employees in DC had basically been to the level of a paper cut. And our head of intraday power trading, Anders Kring. I learned a lot about uh, people, actually, and how people react very differently to, uh, to this. Welcome to both of you. And Anders, uh, let's start with you. Uh, let's go back to the beginning of the year where we saw sort of the first signs of what would become this global pandemic. What happened in the markets at that time? I think uh, the first thing, the first days uh, was maybe just confusion uh, because what's, what, what is actually happening here? You, you can't understand it um, before you, you study it a bit. And, and when you study uh, in, in power markets, you study data. But there is no data on uh, on things like this. So first to understand how will this change uh, the way people, they live their life and consume energy. And then afterwards, uh, try to figure out how will how will that uh, be reflected in the data and, and the whole power system and, and their thereby, of course, also in the power prices. In the start, we uh, we looked at uh, at Italy because we thought, okay, they are maybe most affected, and um, we started to collect some data there, and we could see already in, in March that there was a big drops in uh, in the consumption, and I think it, it uh, turned out to be around 20, a bit more than 20%, um, and especially when they took out um, uh, kids from uh, from schools or kindergartens, you could see the parents, they stopped doing whatever they were doing, um, so it, it changed uh, quite rapidly. And then um, we, uh, we made some new tools simply for, uh, for trading because we couldn't use the old ones because uh, they were in a, in a different, you can say, equilibrium of the market. So, um, so we had to trade from, uh, from a, a totally new tool we created in, in Power BI where we then took um, uh, consumption data from a lot of countries and then use the Italian data to, uh, to, to draw some conclusion what will happen next. And uh, as uh, the virus spread across uh, Europe, did uh, the other markets react in the same way as the Italian market? Not in exactly the same way, but you could say the direction was, of course, the same. So we had a uh, decrease in consumption, but not as, as uh, rapid and as, as ag- aggressive as, um, as Italy. But uh, a country like UK got got hit quite uh, quite hard, and uh, of course it's a big power market, and it's also an island, so they have interconnections connecting them to to Europe. But but it was was hitting them quite hard, and um, I think also what we start to study is is um, as I said before, with with uh, when when you do something or or um, have some restri- restrictions related to children, then it changed a lot of things. And then we found out, okay, it's, it's basically a traditional event study. And um, the different events 
So the different uh, restrictions introduced, if they're introduced in the night uh, by the prime minister or, or some politician in, in charge of that in, in a given country, and what will then happen? What what uh, How aggressive will it be in the, the data for the next day and the next days? And uh, we started to learn things uh, there, and then we could basically say, okay, we think it will change uh, this and this uh, much. And then, of course, also the shape of the consumption during the day was uh, was changing. What uh, what do you mean when you say the shape of the uh, consumption was changing? As as I guess Marie-Louise also will confirm, uh, later on a lot of people were, were sent to, to work from home. And uh, yeah, we could see that not everyone is uh, getting up at uh, seven uh, like they normally do. Uh, or on average, uh, I think there was also people uh, getting up at nine or ten because you could definitely see that uh, what we call the morning ramp. So the big change in, in energy usage uh, across Europe, uh, which happened almost at the same time, that was uh, distributed for maybe two and a half hours compared to basically a half an hour. Uh, normally, so people was uh, having some relaxed good mornings. Uh, that's the market side of uh, of the changes we saw at the beginning of the year, but there was also a, a people or an internal side uh, here at Danske Commodities. Uh, when were we affected, and and how, uh, Marie Louise Breivel Christensen? There definitely was an effect. Uh, we started out in February uh, by changing our travel guidelines uh, because we could see that there were some countries uh, hit hard by the pandemic uh, and we wanted to restrict where could we go on business travel, for instance. Then we had uh, the press conference in in the evening of the 11th of March where the prime minister also had some national guidelines uh, for the country and asking, for instance, that we uh, work from home uh, to a larger extent than we had normally seen. Um, So what we did was we had a a leader briefing in the morning uh, on the 12th of March um, where we asked all the leaders to dial in um, and then conducted a framework for how did we see this pan out in in Danske Commodities. Um, And Danske Commodities was actually on a list of companies that was uh, essential for the security of supply in Denmark, which meant that we also had some obligations not just to keep the company running, but also uh, for the supply uh, in Denmark and in Europe. So were there any, uh, Dance Commodities is, a, is an energy trading company, of course. So were there any sort of special circumstances uh, for people working uh, from their homes, for example, compared to, to other companies? Um, well, in Dance Commodities, we've always had the flexibility to work from home, but then maybe not so much as a trader or as part of the 24-7 setup, because that would require a lot of, Uh, monitors. It would require a very good uh, internet connection, for instance. Uh, so setting this up, setting up uh, 15 screens at home uh, with someone in the in their kitchen uh, in a one-bedroom apartment, that was definitely something we hadn't tried out before. Um, but in the end, it 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 worked out well, uh, and we did have uh, the proper IT set up uh, in order and, and the systems to secure that we could do this. Uh, the VPN could carry this. Um, as a trading company, we also had some, uh, some some compliance risk with this, with sending people home. Uh, but this was also handled. So uh, so it's um, it's worked out well for mm. commodities. Mm. 
But we actually had people working with 15 screens in their own kitchens at home. I would like to know what uh, what kind of thoughts went to uh, to your head uh, uh, navigating through all of this. For me personally, it was a lot about the responsibility for the safety of the employees. Uh, this was something very new and something on, on the forefront of, of my mind because previously, I mean, the safety among employees in DC had basically been to the level of a paper cut. That was the highest risk of, of going into the office, uh, at least on a physical level. Uh, but the fact that there was a, a physical safety concern in terms of going into the office, um, that was a heavy responsibility and something that was on the forefront of my mind. So uh, I'm not going to ask you to predict the future, but uh, I'd like to ask you uh, here at the at the end of this episode, uh, what we have learned, uh, is there anything we can take uh, with us uh, on the people side, uh, Marie-Louise? Generally, the extent of working from home is obviously uh, larger than what we're used to. And this can cause some concerns in terms of, for instance, the mental well-being of the employees. How does this affect you, uh, the fact that you're... Uh, sitting more uh, on your own in your own house rather than being in, in the work environment which we all enjoy uh, being in it's also something we can tell that people would rather be in the office uh, than they would uh, stay at home at least uh, for the very majority uh, of people in dental commodities um we become very efficient um, but what about the innovative part what about the innovation um, and that's something that's also generally a concern is this something that we will lose if if we're not sitting together Um, so on the longer term, how do we approach uh, this uh, business development and innovation part uh, rather than becoming too efficient? Specifically for dense commodities, I would say uh, the outstanding collaboration that we have in dense commodities and which is to some extent based on the fact that we also sit together so that we sit together traders and analysts and that the software developers uh, go into the trading teams, that the risk managers uh, come visiting that has been made more difficult by the fact that we work from home um, so so the collaborative part that's definitely something that that we're uh, aware of uh, that we need to work harder to maintain this. And uh, from a, a market perspective, is there anything uh, you talked about uh, uh, that you you looked at the markets in a whole new way? Uh, is there anything uh, of that that you can use in in the future? Um, yeah, if it, if things like this happens again, um, but it's it's probably more in the way of thinking of if okay if if there is a crisis, maybe it's it's not uh, something where things fall apart and and you you can handle it and and uh, yeah it's uh, I will not be as afraid uh, next time something something happened to us, uh, you can say external factors we can't control like uh, like I was in the start. Um, and then I think I learned a lot about uh, people actually, and how people react very differently to uh, to this, and also uh, how myself, myself, um, I also found out. I thought, okay, it would probably be nice to to stay at home in, in the summer, but no, uh, uh, sorry, at home. Uh, but <laughs> I actually like uh, coming in here and and speak to uh, to to all the people and I need to do that um and I don't think they want to listen to to all my my blah blah about power prices and forecasts and and stuff like that at at home um and as you said Marie Louise speaking to uh, to analysts to to traders and software developers and the other roles we have on the trading floor every day is uh, what drives us uh, forward 
and the market is is not stopping to to develop. We see the most um, crazy probably development uh, currently in technologies and the way the market are developed. Uh, so we can't just uh, take a break, and um, so so we need to continue despite of all of uh, all of this, and maybe with even uh, yeah greater creative uh, innovation and, and creativity and and still with some uh, yeah some efficiency of course as uh, as well some focus time mm. i completely agree and i think the one uh, focus time that's that's something we've also learned from from the pandemic that that it's actually something we crave uh, and that it's it's been one of the nice things about working from home that we could have some additional focus time. Mm. And the question is, is this something we should also bring forward, see how can we uh, adapt uh, the way we work mm. uh, to ensure that we have more focus time going mm. forward? Yeah. yeah, you learned something there you, you wouldn't have thought of uh, if you haven't been forced to do it. Thanks to both of you for joining me in the studio today for a talk about the effect of the COVID-19 virus on the markets and in the offices. Anders Kring, Head of Intraday Power Trading, and Marie-Louise Brebøl Christensen, Head of People and Culture. My name is Jens Østergaard. Be sure to check out the other episodes of our podcast series Behind the Screens to get an inside view into the world of energy trading. Mm-hmm.